0: Welcome back, guys. On this episode, we're really going to talk about what it means to be a third culture misfit and how and where you were brought up, your story, your upbringing. Your
1: upbringing. So how you started, how you went from uh, born in your home culture to becoming a third culture uh, misfit.
0: Yes. Wherever you moved about and where you went how it felt we are going to talk about all of that from all of our experiences and we hope you guys share your own experiences drop your comments down below
1: oh yes and i mean before we start do you want to just how did we come up with this uh name for a podcast thought culture misfits i mean what does misfits mean are we is it usually as a bad or negative notion Right.
0: Um, Like, yeah, the word misfit does have like a negative connotation, right? Yes. Yeah. But when we say third culture misfits, we mean misfit in the sense that we don't really belong anywhere because we move around so much and we've adapted or assimilated to so many different cultures that you can't identify with one. So your environment really becomes your culture, but you're also holding on to the culture that you grew up with, and so it means that you you know you you have more than one home.
1: Uh, but it also means that you're always gonna be uh, missing something. Yes. You're never really gonna you're fully, never really
0: gonna belong anywhere. Yes, you're gonna
1: really belong anywhere or, yes. or, or feel like home, um, or even in your environment. So something
0: else will always be missing.
1: Yes, there we go. And
0: that is why we call ourselves misfits. I hope we
1: clarified that our. Uh is out there.
0: Yes. And I'm so for myself and Levis, we are both Africans and we are actually neighboring countries.
1: Oh, that is true.
0: Yes, we are. I'm from Tanzania.
1: And I'm from Kenya.
0: So we're both in East Africa, uh, underneath the equator, I believe.
1: Yes, we are just around it.
0: Just um, beautiful tropical weather. So personally for myself uh do you want me to go ahead first Levis? I,
1: I think you're sure ladies first oh, right
0: you're so kind mm-hmm. <laughs> So I was born in Tanzania um you know my dad was a diplomat up until the age of uh I believe 4 or 5 we moved to America we moved to the states for his job um we stayed there up until I was 12 years old. His contract ended and he was promoted, so we moved back. At that point, I was like a teenager and I was already like getting used to life there, you know. I had made friends. I was going into middle school and... You know, things were happening. So you were
1: growing into your environment.
0: I was finally adjusting into the environment. And then right there, I just up and move again back to Tanzania. And that really shaked my world up because I really dealt with a lot of shyness. I could not fully feel comfortable in my environment because... It was just a whole different culture shock. It was a whole different experience, even though I was born there and raised for a little bit, but I just was not accustomed to that lifestyle yet. So for quite some time, I was very shy, and then I stayed in Tanzania from when I was 12 up until I was 19, and then I moved back to the States again. But during the time I was in Tanzania as well, I was in boarding school with a lot of international kids, And I also went to like different places like China and um, yes, like North Korea. So you are able to
1: travel around the world even though you were back home. Home. Okay.
0: Yes, I've visited a few places that I wouldn't have been able to visit if I was in the States that easily.
1: Okay. And you mentioned you went to international school. So many times parents will think, hey, taking my kids to international school will get them easily assimilated into that environment. You have been there. I've also been there. What do you think about it?
0: I mean, but so the funny thing is, first, we did not go to an international school. They have this thing called an English medium school, which is like a step up from the local government schools. (laughs) (laughs) They're terrible. Oh, my goodness. So the school that we went to. It was literally called USA River.
1: Um,
0: Okay, I thought it was called USA River, me and my brother, but the name is USA River. So my brother and I were arguing my dad the whole time. They're like, no, it's USA, USA. So we thought it was going to be an international school. Whoa, were we wrong? This is uh, pretty much, I'm I'm not going to be petty and say, okay, it was not the best school. But yeah, it was bad. So
1: From what you were used to before. From you, what I was okay. used to.
0: Because I'm coming straight from America. This is an American kid, right? I was a bad kid. Thank God I moved back to Africa when I did. Because I would have been spoiled, you know. And going to boarding school, I was in another huge culture shock. I didn't know how I was going to survive without my parent, No phone. No electronics. Just, I know nobody there. Yeah different food, it was tough. Uh, we lost weight. Oh, yes. <laughs> we were oh, yes. skinny. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Those are some of the signs of just struggling through that environment.
0: Yeah. I even forgot your question, to be honest.
1: Well, no, you did answer it because, um well, in a way, you. you I'm not sure. But what I was asking was, you mentioned that your school wasn't really international, but did you easily adjust to those? Uh, multicultural kids that were there oh, or yeah. from different places
0: I definitely adjusted like that was the first school that I went to but I was um able to eventually grow out of that shyness mm-hmm. and be growing into my own skin because you fend for yourself there oh yes and you cannot be the weakest link no you cannot because people will prey on you yeah. and it may sound very hardcore and aggressive, but that's the reality. When parents put their kids into those kind of um boarding schools, I mean, boarding schools in general, they're not there. So they don't see what goes on. But um, for, for first-hand experience, it's not easy. So if you're not tough, you'll be picked on and they'll put you on display as an example. And I was not going to allow that. I used to suck my thumb and I stopped. I used to... uh like maybe like maybe sleep like in like a fetal yeah. position like a baby and I stopped, you know so
1: it definitely changed even your mannerism yeah okay. was, uh,
0: one month in there and I was straight yeah. I was like oh no these people are not going to do anything to me but the other after that school from ha- after the experience from how bad it was yeah. we went to international schools and there it was like kids from all over the world, maybe like me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I could say. So there I felt more at home because a lot of them, they're either used to moving around just as much mm-hmm. or traveling with their parents and just being abroad. Maybe they're, they haven't moved around, but they're used to being from another country and seeing a different culture. Yeah. So it was easier to get along and relate to them.
1: And they do have a name. I I don't quite remember, but we'll, we'll mention those names as we continue with the episode. But I, I had a a different story from you. Mm -hmm. Um, My, my TCK journey started, I was born and raised in Kenya. I was born in Nairobi. That's the capital city of Kenya. Um, I have two sisters. I'm the middle child. And my father started traveling, uh, he got promoted to his job and he started traveling. And eventually he one day came and told us, uh, it was 2007 and I was 10 years old. My older sister was 12 and my uh, younger sister was about eight. And my dad was like, Hey, we're going to move out of the country. That was my first time ever flying in my whole life mm-hmm. wow. Be- because of that. That completely changed my life. I was on a plane and trust me, before I jumped on a plane, there was all these myths about the uh, planes have swimming pools, have have, have football fields. Right. But when I got in there, all I saw was seats, but it completely changed my life. And so when I moved to Cyprus, uh, we lived there for two years. Oh, wow. And. Then, and how
0: old were you at that time?
1: At that time, by the time we moved back, I was uh, 12. Okay. And my older sister was 13 and my younger sister was 11. So my younger sister is two years uh, uh, below me. Okay. And we moved back to Kenya. But when we moved back to Kenya, we were not sure when we we're going to get a chance to uh, move to a Western culture. However, I did not really get assimilated. In moving back, because when I when I left to go to Cyprus, I was uh, just going into middle school in America. They consider that middle school in my country. They consider that uh, high school. Mm-hmm. So I did what form where you went. I was in form one.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So I was in form one uh, when I when I was just going to high school when I when I moved to Cyprus. So the eighth grade. So the eighth grade. Uh, so when I came back. uh, jumping into the the Kenyan system, even though my dad was trying to take us to one of those British uh, uh, systems so we can easily transition into the school system, it was already tough that we didn't even understand because so much had changed and we moved to a whole different community when we moved back to Kenya. Mm -hmm. So we had completely lost touch uh, of... Uh, Kenya at that time, and we move when you're, when we're young. Right. So that that moment when we're in Cyprus was our reality at that time. When you move a lot of times when you are younger, and you the same way as you lived in America, and you had to move back uh, to. Tanzania. Tanzania. It was it was tougher for you, right? Uh, we moved back, and then I told my dad I cannot get assimilated here. I need to go and and study oh, so somewhere. You just Couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Uh, so I was there for six months. I only did a semester of high school, and I left. And I went to. But
0: what was it about the culture that you just couldn't?
1: I th- take. I think personally, it was when you just rash because we didn't even get a chance uh to really just sort of like finish the year. We moved uh, from Cyprus during the summer and my dad's contract was done. So we moved during the summer and we were actually waiting to go back to school on the fall. So when we moved back to Kenya, we had to go straight into um high school. And at that time, their system is different mm-hmm. and their, um, resources are different their teaching is very different it's more harsh uh, it's not very encouraging um, if you make a mistake you get punished for it Right. so there was a lot of that that I wasn't really used they to they
0: didn't punish you
1: in Kenya? oh well what happened is when I was when I was in child, yeah, they used to punish me when, when I before I before I moved away from, from Kenya, mm-hmm. they used to punish me, but I was so happy that I had completely forgotten about that life. Um I was so excited to live this new okay. reality. So you thought yeah, you were gonna leave this yeah, behind. I was gonna leave this behind and never really have to face this again. Right. So coming back to Kenya was like a plane crashing. That's the magnitude. Uh, of it, just dreams that have gone down, now moving back to this very um, beautiful country, but also the system is so different. As you say, you don't have freedom. You can't have a phone. The meals are different. Um, your parents, when they're back home into their culture, they change.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: And and you can, (laughs) especially especially the African parents. Oh my gosh. You look like you got something you want to say.
0: They just become real niggas. (laughs) That is (laughs) true. Oh my gosh. They just like, oh, now I'm back home. I'm just going to be back into my natural habitat. Yes. Like, it's so funny because they're so used to another generation of thinking. And when they're abroad, there's, like, laws and, like, rules and how, you know, what's socially acceptable and what's not. So you have to behave certain ways. Mm -hmm. But, oh, when you're in your country, you know, they just do what they want. Yeah,
1: they feel like they can, especially in the African culture, whether you're in the East, South, North, or West, West, uh, you can share this with us. African parents do not play...
0: They don't care. They do,
1: they do not care at all about what is socially acceptable, or what is not. They will discipline you regardless. And so that, that fear also came into me. My childhood fears came mm-hmm. into me, uh, even though I was um, going into my teenage years. But eventually my, my dad did understand my situation and he understood that education is more important. And so I left and I studied in the UK. I was, I, I was in England for, uh, four years. I finished my high school there. Oh, I was, that's nice. I was so excited when I went back.
0: UK is way better. Oh, yeah.
1: UK is way better. I mean, it's, it's one of the best countries, actually, I would say to visit in, in the European countries. Yes. Um, I know we have a lot of TCKs right now. We're listening or any, uh, global nomads, uh, in Europe. Uh, shout out to each one of you. I hope you're staying safe. Italy, Spain, whatever you are, France. However, after the four years, I was done with high school. My dad said, I got to come back Mm. and start um, college. So he immediately requested me to come back. Again, I just moved abruptly. You moved abruptly. One month, I was uh, in downtown um, Hounslow, London. The next time I am in Nairobi city walking in a place, there's not even a street light. I mean,
0: (laughs) I was like, where am I? Yeah, You're like,
1: where am I? This is a
0: whole new world.
1: That's right. Even though you want to be a nationalist and and patriotic about your country, you're just like, why don't they just have this for once?
0: It's like, damn, man, he set you
1: up. Yep. He did set me up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's literally how we felt when we moved back. Like, when I was, I think, twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad was getting married and they were like, oh, you know, we're just going to go have the wedding over here in Tanzania. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, so how come we're packing up everything? You know, yeah. Oh, you know, we just need everything for the wedding. I'm like, huh. Right. My bed, my dolls, my, you know, the furniture too. Until you color. got
1: there that you realized.
0: It's been one month.
1: Uh-huh. It's been two months. Mhm. Three time, months. And time keeps on going.
0: And now you're going to a school. Like, yeah.
1: And now that I remember when we moved, uh, to Kenya from Cyprus, my father will say, "Don't worry, we're going to eventually move. I'll get a contract somewhere." But uh, you know, I when I left to go to England, I didn't go with my sisters. Mm-hmm. I requested personally my dad that I wanted to move, so my sisters ended up remaining in Kenya for the next five years. Because when I came back from England, I only stayed in Kenya for another year because I came back in 2012 and we moved uh, in the U.S. in 2014. Uh, On September, I remember that clearly because it wasn't my first time moving to the US, but this was actually living in the US. Right? Because this time we're old enough, and our parents say this will be your biggest and your last move, and it was surely your biggest move. And it's been five years now. We've been here in the US, so those are.
0: So, uh, what do you miss about Kenya?
1: First of all, I got the question I asked myself is. Kenya is my home country, yes. But all these different cultures I've lived in also have a personal uh, connection with me because they've each raised me. They've each contributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do miss a lot about Kenya now that I've grown up and I've seen how the world is. I miss the food. Um, I definitely do miss, that's what most of my family is. I do miss my family. Uh, I do miss the uh, televisions in Kenya as well. Uh, and just televisions, what? Uh, the the shows, the shows, the shows are pretty funny, really. Yeah, I I mean, I think, I think, I think Africans were funny (laughs) Uh, people, don't you think?
0: Funny, yes, funny acting, funny (laughs) mannerisms. We are funny characters, I'm just gonna say.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, that that is true. Just and and you can definitely tell because we are first generations, Mm -hmm. um, our parents. Uh, are still more traditionalist even though they have moved around with us of course and so they remain so acclimated to their home culture
0: (laughs) yeah like up until today i mean my father he Mm -hmm. will uh, still make his traditional home meal from his village you know like he will make it regardless where he is and i'm like oh Where'd you find these um, ingredients? Yeah. Well, oh, you know, I just went here. I looked and I searched. I'm like, wow. You know, they carry that still about them, or regardless of who they're around. I'll right. give you an example. They'll still treat you like um, you're your you're the child. Yep. They'll still talk to you however they want. Like that's something that they do. Like you know, and back home, or they will. They just. Um, there's just certain behaviorism that they just don't let go and it's really hard for them because of the generation that they're from yeah yeah
1: and, and 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 that's why we are supposed to be sort of like a bridge um to be able to connect them to this 21st century where you have that culture misfits like us <laughs> right um who are able to adapt change move around and thrive into different environments.
0: Yes, definitely that's the most important thing being able to adapt to your environment because yeah. you never know where you're going to be. And like for when we moved to the states uh yes, we were colonized by the British. We spoke English, but the accent was so oh, different. Oh. <laughs> and you know, it just became a thing of like we have to study what yes. the people are saying
1: and I can imagine did people used to make fun of your accent when you when you moved in
0: Oh yeah, I mean I barely spoke when I first was like in school I would not speak as much as I'd like to yeah and that's another thing like I was already that's where the shyness even started from because this is a whole new culture and I'm just like I don't want to fuck up yeah. and there go the FOB jokes like all these kind of things. so immediately I had to felt like I had to fit in try to dress like a normal kid like in America, Um, buy the shoes that were in style, you know, do my hair like a certain way. So it was a lot of adjustments and I didn't even notice it myself up until later on so yeah
1: and 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 all these experiences sort of shape you in a way that when you now meet somebody who doesn't clearly speak your language, you don't react the same way as other people did, you know, first time when you moved into a country mm-hmm. so it 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 teaches us to be better citizens, I would definitely say,
0: better to be one another, yeah, that is true, yes. I mean, some of us have it harder, adjusting for sure. They come here by themselves and you can imagine what they go through, uh, The just maneuvering, ha- having a guidance helps a lot, but when you have nobody at all, it's way, way worse. Because imagine there's like 50 states here or wherever you live. I mean, just going to a new country by yourself yes. is really scary.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yes, it is, and and that's why we want to ask if you have any tips on how to uh, get uh, uh move into a new con- a new country and 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 how to adjust and adapt. Please do throw them in the comments below, and we'll also post other links to help other TCKs uh, who are just moving in to their new environments or new culture.
0: Yes, and I just wanted to ask you, Lava, so. Okay, when you moved to America, so what was the first thing that you experienced, like, in your environment where you were, like, that made you like realize, like, wow, this is something different. I'm somewhere different. This is a whole new ball game.
1: So, uh, I this is funny and and pretty embarrassing. Okay, Uh, the first time we touched down, we were driving and. We just realized how big things are. Mm-hmm. You know, you got big roads. Um, there was this huge signs on the highway, uh, and their cars were pretty big. Not to say that in Africa we don't have big cars, but there's a way that the cars here are, are, are huge. Right. But there was uh, there was a one time after three or four days, uh, just sleeping in, and you know transitioning also to the whole jet lagging, uh, that can be a pain up a butt. Excuse me. And me and my sister stepped out and in the parking lot, we saw this huge upgraded pickup truck with big tires. It was probably maybe, (laughs) uh, yeah, uh, 10, 11 feet.
0: I said it's a monster truck. It
1: was a monster truck. And so we were just like, at that moment, I knew for sure that I wasn't just in, in another country. Or previous countries that I, that I visited, but I was definitely in America because that monster truck.
0: This is America. That mm-hmm. was.
1: Like no other cars, cool much their height of their tires were the same size as a no more sedan. It must have been
0: really huge. We
1: even took a picture of me and her, and we just made a joke, and we took videos, and we sent some of our friends, and we like, "Look at this! This is what people are driving here." And we we kind of got into these false assumptions, but we eventually knocked we them figured off. It out. Yeah, we figured it out that not all people drive those, drive those big.
0: Only certain, like maybe in, in truck, in drivers, truck drivers, truck drivers,
1: right? so yeah um
0: i think like for me yes well, what about you probably something about trans like cars too like the transportation it was just so hard like getting around just realizing yeah. this place is huge Yeah, there is so much land to cover if you don't have a car you just can't get around.
1: That that is true. It's
0: not like you can go here and walk because in Tanzania people just walk or ride their bikes everywhere. Yeah. Like you know, you there or um, we have the little buses like our local transportation. But even then, you don't got to walk far to get it. Like but here, you sh- the, some buses don't pass everywhere, so. If you're lucky, yes, you may have local transportation where you live, but if not, you gotta have a car
1: oh yeah and and the the, the public transportation is definitely different from from ours we i mean we have my tattoos, I don't know if if you guys have my tattoos too, or those local buses that will... Yeah, uh, we call them dolla dollas. Dolla dollas that will pick you and drop you from, from anywhere. Yeah. Okay.
0: And it's like they don't even have like scheduled times. Like just when they pop up, they pop up. Yeah. <laughs> just be at the stand. It's not like how here they have like a bus schedule. Like, oh, the bus is supposed to um, pass by at this time. Yep. Like, nope. The bus is coming. Is that it? Yeah, I'm coming. If it you're not there and it's going to leave you.
1: And that's one thing I noticed about... Uh, America, uh, United States of America, is that it's very structured. Everything has a specific time. Everything is built for purpose. That particular signpost, that particular tree is there for a reason. They put it there. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Africa, I mean, somebody could just come in and clump a store right next to the road or build their own uh, bump bumper on the street to... Stop cars, and you're just thinking to yourself, What is going on?
0: This will end today's episode of Third Culture Misfits. Thank you guys for joining us again. My name is Aisha,
1: and my name is Levis.
0: We hope w- you enjoyed this as much as we did. I know we got a little carried away earlier.
1: Oh, yeah. Talking about the origin of being a third culture uh, kid to a misfit is definitely interesting.
0: Yes. And I hope you guys got to know a little bit more about both of us and where we're from and our upbringing.
1: Watch out. We might have some quizzes later. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> but, and. We look forward to hearing about your stories. So please share some of your stories and subscribe. And I hope you guys join us again on our next episode. And this is Aisha.
1: And this is Levis. We're out. Bye-bye.